Okay, we are live on Facebook, on the Las Vegas Triathlon Club Facebook page, and we are recording. Uh, I'm John Mercer, uh, president of Las Vegas Triathlon Club, and I've got Ted Gerard here with me tonight for Ted Talks Triathlon. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ted, how's it going? It's, I'm going, it's going good. Yeah, it's going really awesome. good. Um, well, just, this is going to be a fun talk because uh, you have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, uh, triathlon, but I know you have a lot of knowledge about Training Peaks, and I'm interested in uh, how to use it more. I have a Training Peaks account. Uh, I use it. I monitor it. I monitor some stuff, uh, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about, about how to, to maximize the use of it. And uh, this conversation is also part of our sports science series that we're doing, and uh, and this is fun to uh, to connect just with with you and I on on this topic. So let's talk about training picks. Where do you want to start? Yeah. So I actually want to start with talking about. There's so many different ways to use it, and I am going to talk about how I use it, um, not necessarily how probably the masses use it. The masses most likely use it with a coach. So I'm self-coached. I know, John, you're self-coached as well. Um, but Training Peaks is often used as a conduit between um, a coach and an athlete. And oftentimes, the athlete uh, just follows exactly what their Training Peaks says. Um, I do not use it that way. Uh, I use it more retrospectively and, and prospectively, but no one else other than me is putting data into my training peaks. Now I've coached athletes uh, with training peaks and built up their programs for them as well that way, but that's not how we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to, you know, even if you're coached by somebody else, um, getting to understand what all the numbers mean, I think is really, really important. And, you know, I guess some people don't want to know that they just want to go and do what their coach tells them to do. But I think that the more an athlete knows about, you know, the, the, the numbers behind what they're doing, the better uh, off that they will be. No, so, sure. that, that you're spot on with that. Yeah. So to start out, we need to talk about some verbiage. So um, the number one most important verbiage I think in training peaks is something called TSS or training scoring stress. So, this is an interesting thing, and it was you know this is this was developed by uh, by Training Peaks, and in the early early days, like this stuff goes back about twenty years into the development of the training scoring stress system. But basically, what it is is uh, it's a number that is uh, assigned to every single uh, session that an athlete would do. So the easiest way to think about it: a training scoring stress of one hundred is one hour of all out effort. So that could be one hour of biking at your absolute threshold, right? So you're going for one hour as hard as you could possibly go. And when that hour ends, you got nothing left. You get, you get a TSS of a hundred. Same if you did an hour of swimming at your maximum pace, you would get a TSS of a hundred. Same with, same with biking. The truth is it's really hard to get a TSS of a hundred in one hour. So, in, you know, for example, today I rode like four hours and I think my TSS, we'll pull it up, uh, was like 190 or something like that. Okay. So it, it's calculated based off of percentage of effort per amount of time. Okay. So when we build this, and actually I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my screen here. So I'm going to share. 
right, now, as you do that, let me ask you, I know Garmin yeah. has TSS, Strava has T TSS. Are they all using the same equation? They are. Okay. So they've all, they've actually all bought it uh, or licensed it from Training Peaks. Okay. Yeah. Now, but the key behind TSS is actually in how you, um, how you build it. And what I mean by that is it goes off of the zones that you set. So here we are in my profile. This is Count Chocula for anybody <laughs> that, uh, from the Simpsons uh, that's, that cares. But over here, in you, when you see zones, and actually I'll make this a little bit bigger. This is probably the most important thing in all of Training Peaks is to make sure your zones are set correctly because your zones are going to help you calculate what your TSS is. So this happens basically automatically. Okay, so there is the default heart rate. So this is just kind of overall heart rate zones. And I've built this over time. I actually need to be updated. I did a Zwift race on Wednesday and I had a, a max heart rate of 180. Um, so I got to actually change that. I actually thought my max heart rate was 177, but it's actually a little higher. Um, but the default is, this is uh, the default heart rate is utilized for uh, creating TSS when you don't have power or speed. Okay. So I rarely ever use the default heart rate. I use, I use power and speed. So we're going to slide down here and we're going to look at power. Okay. So my training peaks right now calculates my threshold power at 273 Watts. And that's it, it, training peaks automatically builds this over time. And every time uh, you get a new threshold, it automatically will update this if you select it to do that. So right now my threshold is 273. So it's basically guessing that I can do 273 watts for an hour. And then you can calculate your zones based off of that. But really the zones in this case don't really matter because my threshold here is what matters. So if I go out today, let's say I did an hour at 273 watts, I'd get 100 TSS score. But I went out today and I did four hours at 160 or 170 watts. So then it calculates it quite a bit lower for that amount of time. Like I said, if it was like 190 something was my TSS for the day. But if you don't have this number accurate with the power meter, if you want to use power, we'll show you how you can use speed as well. Um, you're not going to get a good, uh, a good TSS score. And then John, you were asking about the Garmin. So what I do, what you have to do is you have to make sure that this number stays the same in Garmin because okay. they don't, they don't talk to each other. So every now and then I go into my Garmin uh, connect and I'll change the threshold to 273 or whatever. And same with Strava. They're not talking to each other. They're close. Like I think my, actually, I think that my thresholds here and my FTP in Garmin, my threshold in, or in Stra Strava, excuse me, is actually 271 or 272. If it's, within one or two, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah. And you got to do this for swimming too? Yeah, I'll show you how you do that for swimming. Okay. Okay, um, this is for running. So I use my, uh, I calculate this off of my running pace. So my threshold for running is calculated at 626. And I just built that off of, uh, off of a 10K time. Okay. Because I know if for 10K, I could hold that for another, you know, if I run a 40 minute 10K, I could run that for another 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So I built, that's that threshold time there as well. Now, once again, these zones don't matter. It's all based off of this. 
right? So once again, if I go out and run an hour at 626 pace, I'll get 100 TSS points. Okay. If I do, you know, longer or even shorter, it'll, it'll, it'll calculate that based off of that. Uh, okay. I'm looking at my setting right now. Yep. And my threshold pace is higher than I, it says 10. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there's no way that your, your threshold is 10. So when it's calculating your TSS, it's doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm. Okay. There's a way to go back in and I can actually show you how to retroactively push it back. Okay. So you are using for running a threshold, a pace that you can do a 10 K roughly yeah. or okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I do it. it really, it probably should be like a 15 K. Yeah. Yeah. Truly an hour. But I mean, we do, I, I've done so many of the those VR races with the 10 K rate, 10 Ks in, I'm just using those. Okay. It hasn't, you know, um, I've even in the past, uh, like used a half marathon and just used the first 15 K of the half marathon. I mean, there's, there's lots of formulas to figure it out, but if you're within 5%, it doesn't make much difference. Okay. Yeah. But 10 on that for you would be <laughs> the, the, and, and really what's happening when you do that, John is your TSS then, um, is being, it's actually saying you're working way harder than you're working. Okay. Right. So if you go out and run that eight minute pace, let's say you do a hard, you know, a, a pretty hard effort at eight, eight minute pace, it's going to think that you are like crushing it. Like ah, super, okay. super threshold. And it's going to give you a really high TSS. Mm, okay. So I may have been overestimating. Interesting. Right. Okay. So now this is swimming. So this one actually is not very accurate for me right now. We just haven't been swimming enough. Like I don't have a good, I honestly don't have a good metric right now. Um, but when I was swimming more, this was for me, uh, based off of the races in the, in the fall where I was at like 134 seconds per hundred yards. Mm -hmm. And all I did for that, because it's an hour, I mean, I wasn't really racing an hour, but I was going off my half Ironman, um, my last half Ironman swim pace. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. Now, if I was to do an Ironman, I'd, I'd use that pace because it's, it, once again, it's, it's for the hour. Like, what do you think you could hold an hour at? Mm -hmm. And then in the, in the fall, we were doing a lot of uh, 30 minute swims for pace. And I was, you know, when I, you know, in between races, that's what I was using for that number. Okay. Cause I'm pretty sure like if I can hold, I know me, if I can hold something for 30 minutes, I pretty much can hold it for an hour. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent with that. There is going to be some degradation, but once again, it's not uh, that critical and you don't build up a lot of TSS points swimming. Um, and I'll show you some of that, uh, as we move along, but either anyway, you need to build these things into training peaks to get accurate data. Okay. And I think so, a mistake a lot of people make is they don't put in their zones and have these correct. Guilty. All right. Yeah. So, um, I'm guilty of that. And I got a question already on Facebook from Christy. Uh, and I get this as well. Every now and then you get these messages, new threshold detected or achieved does um training peaks automatically change these if you do a ride in zwift or, or yes if you have it in a setting and i don't know where that setting is but when it happens i think it's actually under notifications okay uh yes yeah, so you notify me if suggested threshold changes via email and then yep. automatically apply new threshold mm -hmm. so yes you'll get that email and as long as you have it clicked here it'll automatically apply it Okay. Under notifications. Yep. 
Yeah, and I've unclicked mine because every now and then I use my wrist. It gets my wrist heart rate and my wrist heart rate, monitor, it just goes crazy during a run. So yeah. I don't use that. Okay, good. Yeah. So I'll leave mine unchecked at this point. Now, all of these other things in the, in the, in the settings. Uh, one, oh, sorry. Once again, you can do like a speed and a pace and you can actually set it up for, uh, so mine is set for swimming. You could do, or sorry, mine, I have one for running, one for swimming. You could do speed and pace uh, for biking as well if you don't have a power meter. Okay. Um, I think that, that you might actually, instead of that, honestly, you'd probably want to go off of the heart rate, just the general heart rate. Mm-hmm. Once again, that default heart rate, if you don't have, um, if I didn't have my power meter for the day, let's say I, I, I rented a bike and didn't have a power meter, it'll go off of this instead. It'll go off of my, my heart rate. Got it. Okay, so we're good with that setting and understanding hopefully a little bit about what TSS is. So TSS is the key to training peaks. Yes. And it's telling you how intense the exercise is, combining uh, how hard it is as well as how long you go for. Exactly. Okay. Now the next uh, verbiage, we're gonna to need to talk about these three numbers here. Okay. So this is fitness, fatigue, and form. And what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna click this little, this little thing here, because this really does tell a, a, a lot about what it is. Okay, so fitness is also known as CTL. And what it is, it's a 42-day rolling average of your TSS. So what it's doing, it's actually, um, this, is, uh, this is statistics and almost uh, uh, stock market stuff when you're talking about rolling averages. So it's a weighted rolling average, which means that the days closer to today, historically, the last 42 days are weighted more than the days further away. So what you've done in the last week is, um, is weighted higher than what you did six weeks ago. So 42 days, right? That's six weeks. But what they're saying here is this is your fitness and your fitness is basically a picture of what you've done in the last 42 days. Right. And obviously, and like I said, and more about what you've done more recently, but we understand that the bases come from, 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 from further away. So that's your fitness number. That's a number that, uh, a lot of coaches and athletes use to target for a race. So, you know, I could look historically at my uh, CTL or my fitness level. When I raced well, um, my CTL, I can't remember, it was like 130, yeah. right? And so I may look at, okay, I've got a race. Unfortunately, I don't have any on the calendar. But, well, Zwift races on the calendar, but I, something I was targeting. So let's say I was still targeting the race in Edmonton this summer. Um, and I could say, you know, I want to be 130 by that race. So then I can build my program to get my CTL to 130 and do it in a smart way. And I'll talk about how we do it in a smart way. But that's, that's the number that is really how fit you are at any given, uh, at any given point. Now the next number ATL, so your fatigue number is basically how tired are you, right? And it's only off of your last seven days because fatigue doesn't hold in your system, right? You don't have fatigue from what happened six weeks ago, five weeks ago, four weeks ago. The theory is, is that you really only have fatigue that kind of is off of the last seven days of what you do. 
So once again, it is, um, it's just now this one is just an average of your TSS from the last seven days. Okay. And I'll show you this in a graph form, but really this is, this is how tired you are. Gosh. The, the, the last one is TSB and what TSB is, it is um, yesterday's fatigue minus, or sorry, yesterday's fitness minus yesterday's fatigue. Okay, so it actually will look at the difference between the two and we'll show you this in a graph. And when I show you it in a graph, it really kind of pops, but it, it let, basically lets you know how good you're gonna be today. Right. You could have a really high CTL, so really high fitness. Let's say your, your fitness was 130, but you're fatigued. Like you are just beat. You have been training to the bone. You could be super fit, but not perform well because you're fatigued. So the key here is, is on race day, you want to be as fit as you can with the least amount of fatigue that you can, and that will make your form good. Okay. So if okay. I do a big week, yeah, then and that's the biggest week I've done over the last oh, month and a half, yeah, then uh, that during that big week my fatigue is going to be high, yeah, my fitness will be lower than that, so I'm going to have a negative form. Exactly. Okay. And the last thing you'd want to do, let's say you did a big week, uh, let's say you did the biggest week of the year, you're not going to race the next day. That's right, because I'm I'm pretty pretty tapped out. And that's yeah. what that form is going to tell me. Yeah. Okay. And the, trick, and the tricky thing is to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Right. So what we'll do is I'm actually going to shift to a graph that shows this. Uh -oh. Yeah. And training peaks has lots of graph options. Exactly. And, and, and that's actually the thing that I wanted to also say is there's so many graphs you could build. There are some really, really important ones. And this graph here for me is the most important graph. Okay. So this is my form fitness TSS score for the, for the, for the last month. And this is something that when I'm monitoring it close, this is the most important thing for me. So when we're looking at this, um, I know there's a lot of information here. Let me actually make this, this graph as big as I can. So just, uh, just to step back, when yeah. you have your, set up your dashboard, you can pick different yeah. graphs to put in there. Exactly. So the one that you pick is the last 28 days is one of your key ones. Yeah. And this is for all sports. Now I have this, I'll show you my whole dashboard, but I have it broken down by sport as well. Okay. But um, especially right now when I'm just trying to build, keep going with base fitness mostly, um, I'm not too concerned about how much my bike versus run versus swim mm -hmm. uh, I have. So what I'm looking at here is um, when we look at the, the, the pink line, that's my uh, fatigue level. So for the last month, I've been pretty fatigued. Okay. So I've been in, in, cause I've been actually trying to build fitness right now. Like I literally am just, I'm looking at this time to be building and banking fitness. And if you look at my blue line, the blue line is my fitness line. Okay. So my fitness line is slowly creeping up because my fatigue is above the line the entire time. Now the trick is, is you don't want to have your pink line too far over your blue line. Mm -hmm. 
right? You want to, if you're trying to build fitness, have it just slightly above. Now I took a few days off here because I, I, I was knew I was getting ready for a, a bigger week. So I took a few days off here and we'll actually see it, it, it drops underneath. And then when you look at the yellow line, that's my form. So I wasn't in really good shape for a long time in here, but I'm not, I'm not like trying to peak for anything. I'm not, mm. you know, trying to, to, to set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. But once again, I knew that this week, which is where we're at right now, I, I'm doing a training camp this week. And so I wanted to come in rested. So I took a few days off and all it takes is a few days and you bring your form up. So like when I, on Tuesday, when I started my training camp, I was actually you can look at the number there. I was at eight on my form. So I was positive form. Um, my, my, uh, fitness was above my fatigue. So it's a good, basically a good day to start, um, you know, building again, mm-hmm. uh, kind of refreshing myself. Now, if I look back into here, uh, so five eleven, um, this was, a, this was not a good day, right? I'm actually at minus 36 form. There's no way I should race that day. Mm-hmm. or do anything and you could look my tss that day was zero so my tss that day being zero means i didn't do anything so i recognized the day before and this i can you can actually see what's going to happen in the future so i looked on the sunday which was the day before and i had a big tss day i had 198 i had a, a really hard couple sessions that day i think i biked and ran that day hard it was my birthday. So I was like, I was going to kill it on my birthday. And, um, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. So, so, but then I, I recognized I was going to be in a hole here. And what I've learned from me is if I hold, if I'm in a hole of minus 30 or longer in my form, uh, for any significant time, that's when I get injured. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the bottom for me is like, if I, if I start to see minus 30 for more than one day, I back off quick hmm. uh, and I can, I've actually looked back at this data and I can look back four or five years of data. And it's like every time I hold that too long too, yeah, I get hurt. All right. So I know you're going to probably get to this. Where yeah. do you, do you, do you keep notes in training peak like that? Like I actually don't. That's so funny. Cause it's so, it's so, when I get hurt, it's so ingrained in my memory <laughs> and I'm going to, I want to, sh- I'm going to show you, um, and I'll show you what ends up happening when you get hurt okay. and why, uh, this is such a valuable tool Okay. Um, because now I've, and it took trial and error for me to, to figure yeah. out like how long I could hold that. Mm-hmm. Um, because really during that time, if you look up at the blue, I'm gaining fitness quite quickly. Yeah. Right. But it's at a cost. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the trick of this is, and that's the beauty of it. Now, if I go full into the future here, so this is today. So I had a 182 TSS today and today when I, and this is the morning I had a, not a negative 16. Okay. So I'm, I'm still doing okay. I'm not killing myself, but now I look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm at a minus 23. Hmm. Okay. So I'm still not in my super gray zone yet. Right? I know that my gray zone happens in the thirties. So as I plan for tomorrow, and actually these dots are already my planning for tomorrow. So as I plan for tomorrow, I'm planning a TSS of 126 tomorrow, which I know uh, because my 
fitness is at a 104, a 126 is not really overreaching for me too much. Yeah. It'll drop me down and actually I can actually it'll keep me actually relatively the same. So I'll go from minus 23 and then Sunday I'll still be minus 23. I won't have changed. All right, hold on a second. Yeah. On my dashboard, when I look at the future, it just degrades exponentially. Okay. Have you built workouts in? I have not. Okay. This is what so, you do. All right. <laughs> so I don't always do this. Okay. I do this actually more for this purpose. Got it. Because right? I kind of do this in my mind anyways, because I'm starting to look every day. But I wanted to show what happens when I build out another week. That's awesome. That's really cool. Okay. And I didn't know that that's what it would do. But this makes perfect sense. So oh. this is so now this is my next week and I can look. So next Thursday I'll be a minus twenty-two. Next Friday I'll be a minus eighteen. On Tuesday, because I'm gonna take Monday off. On Tuesday, I'll be a minus thirteen. So I'm trying to keep this in the negatives. So I'm building fitness, which we can see in the blue line. I'm building fitness over time. So by the end of my training camp next Friday, I'll have a fitness of 109. Okay, and well, that's pretty sophisticated, yeah. And at the beginning of my training camp, my fitness was 98. Mm -hmm. so, and here's the other key, John, I think this is, and we'll, we'll actually, we'll get into that, is you cannot build fitness quickly. Mm -hmm. Fitness is built over time. Yep. And that's when, when you go too quickly, that's when the form drops, you get those negative 30s, that's when you get injured, that's when bad stuff happens. Mm. Uh, and you, you know, it's the greedy athlete that that happens to. Yeah. And I think the other, you can do it and get lucky. Yeah. Well, and I think the other catchphrase that, that we had talked with another it, it, about was you got to only push fitness up. Yep. Exactly. And you don't want to get too high and then try to pull it up but you're yeah. trying to build that base and just keep, keep lifting your fitness upwards. Okay, so then before we go into the rest of my dashboard, I want to go back to this screen. Okay. This is the home screen because these numbers, the fitness ramp rates are so, so, so important. Yeah, I've been looking at mine. Those are interesting. Okay, so what a ramp rate is, is that basically the amount of CTL or fitness you gained per week. Okay, or, in the, or sorry, sorry, in any given interval so in the last seven days i've only gained two points of fitness which okay. is fine like it doesn't bother me right say that again so in the last seven days my ctl or my fitness is has gained two points and if you look at the research on this anything over four points per week is probably putting you in the danger zone okay right Cause we're talking about like, I'm going from in, in two weeks, I was going to go from 98 to 108. That's, that's getting up there. Like that's actually five per week. It's, it's per, uh, that's right at the limit of where I want to be. And then if I look at my last seven weeks, I've, or last four weeks, I've been doing basically five, five points per week. Okay. Mine is still dropping. Mine's negative six in the last seven days, but I did take two days off this week. So so yeah, four to five points per week yeah. is building and it's building well. And it's building like, once again, to be sustainable over time. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at my last 90 days, I've had this really steady rise. That's nice. And that's what, that's what you want to do now. Um, you know, obviously I, I was 
injured uh, in the winter and uh, not because of chronic training, but because of a crash. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you, when you start looking at those things and, and look at this, this data, it really does show like when we have nice, good climbs like this that are, that are consistent, that's how you build fitness. Mm -hmm. Here's my, here's my last year. So this is literally a year ago in May and I wasn't very fit because I actually overtrained, got injured. And then I had to do this big build through the summer and into the fall. And then I crashed my bike here, but I was, you know, this is when I was racing really, really well. Mm -hmm. And then I, then I got injured and this was me kind of trying to come back from being injured. And then actually I got sick uh, as well. Should I get sick right there? And so you can actually see what ends up happening when we don't train consistently. Yeah. Right. So my goal, like, honestly, when I was in here on this ramp was like, okay, after the season, let's just keep this level, but getting injured causes the leveling to, to not occur. Right. So let's go back to my dashboard and I'm going to show you some of the other graphs I use that actually show, uh, they show this as well. So this is for me. And like I said, everyone has a little bit different dashboard. Um, I like to keep the duration. I can make this a little bigger. Hang on a second. There we go. Okay. So this is just duration of time per week. So this is over, I think these are, yeah, these are all last 90 days. So my average per week is like nine hours per week, but then I can go and I can look at each individual week and see, um, my, you know, basically how much, how much, uh, duration I've had. So this week has been, um, sorry, this would be last week. Cause it's, oh, this is right now. This is this week. So 13 hours for this week, um, 10 hours that week. You can just, I, I like to use that kind of, it's more of a motivator for me. It's one of the first things I like to look at. Yeah. I could add that graph on my dashboard. I don't have that one. It's a nice one. And then I do per sport. So distance run per week, distance bike per week, and unfortunately distance swam per week. Starting to get back at swimming though. So that's yep, good. That's right. Um, but same thing with this. Like I like to look at my average over, for example, 90 days and where I'm at and there'll be, there'll be weeks I'm below and there'll be weeks I'm above, but you don't want to ever be too far above or too far below. Uh, you're and for me, I like to use 90 days just to kind of, uh, see where I'm at. Right. Yeah. I, I know that if every week I'm kind of right around, I'm only 17 miles a week running. Uh -huh. if, I'm, if I'm right around that and I, if I'm just a little bit above that, I'm probably gaining fitness. Oh. Right? Same with my bike. So I've been the last nine weeks, 90 days, I'm only averaging 152. But if I looked at the, my last six, it's, it's, it's in the last six weeks, it's quite a bit more because I was once again sick and injured. Okay, the next, one, the next one I like to use is a running and biking um, uh, performance manager. This is called the performance manager chart. Um, so it's the same chart as this, except for it's just, it's just uh, swimming and, or sorry, it's just running and biking. Okay. 
And then the other thing that we didn't talk about is, and I don't actually have this going into the future, which you can set it up to the future if you want, but is the blue dots and the red dots. So every day you have a blue dot. So on the red dots, those are days, if they're on the bottom, I didn't train. Cause that's the red is the TSS. So those are TSSs of zero. And if I look at any individual day, so look at, let's look at this big day here. So uh, five to, so May 2nd, I had a TSS of 235. That was a, that was a pretty massive day for me at, at that time. Plus, mm. Which is something called intensity factor, which we have not talked about yet. Mm -hmm. But intensity factor is the percentage of your um, uh, threshold. Okay. So basically, Oh, a threat, uh, intensity factor of 1.0 is hundred percent of your threshold. Now you can go higher than 1% of your threat or than, than that. So for example, let's say you did a 30 minute race, you could have like a 1.1 intensity factor. Okay. Right. But normally they're below, uh, it's like 1.0, uh, and below. Good. Okay. Now I got a question on Facebook related, uh, to the, uh, fitness level. Yep. So is the fitness level number that you're seeing there, let's say yours right there is 130. Uh, is, that, is that because you're a high level athlete or can anyone achieve 130? Okay. This is tricky stuff. <laughs> Not everyone can achieve 130 unless they're doing multiple sports. Okay. So I have a friend who's a high level cyclist. And when he's at a hundred, he is crushing it. Okay. Because it's all, it's all biking. Right. Uh, right. But for me, like, like when I'm biking, swimming and running, I can be at a one thirty. If we're not right now, just biking and running, I don't think I can get to one thirty. Okay. Cause, that, Cause I'm just not adding that extra stress. Does yeah. that make sense? Yep. No, that does. Okay. So if I'm just using this to run and maybe plan for a marathon, Boston or something, yeah. then I need to adjust my, my mind in terms of what is a reasonable fitness level for running only. So here's my running only. Ah, okay. Training okay. does that. So my run fitness today is a 28. Got it. Okay. All right. But then I'm going to add it to here's my, just my bike. My bike fitness is a 70. Got it. But and once again, if I was a biker, that they're like, oh yeah, you're okay, yep. right? Like you're, I would be like a good cat three out of 70 maybe, right? But like a legit cyclist, they'd look at 70 and be like, oh, you're horrible, right? Right. Same with a legit runner. Cause a, because a, like a really legit runner is running more than 20 miles a week. Sure. But I'm building my fitness from multiple uh, points. Okay. Right. So that's a nice thing about training peaks is you can actually pull out each individual one. And if I look back um, a few years ago when I was running a lot, I would think I was doing 40, 50 miles a week for, for a while. Um, then, you know, my run fitness got a lot higher. Oh. And when I did that, I did a big run focus for like a hundred, I did that hundred runs, a hundred days from slow twitch. Right. Um, but then I wasn't biking that much. Okay. Right. Cause that's the, that's the thing is we can only do so much. Mm -hmm. 
I, I think the highest my uh, fitness ever got was like 142, 143. Mm-hmm. And I was wrecked. Yeah. You know, um, but it was, you know, and I only did it for a couple of, a, a couple of events. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like it was over, it, I, I was overtraining. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was, it was mm-hmm. quite, quite simple. Okay. So right. let's. Good. Thanks well, Max, for that question. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. So now this one I love because this is now looking at my last two years and I can pick out when I got injured mm. quite, quite easily. There was an injury here. Actually. Yeah, there was an, there was an, there was an injury here and there was an injury here. Mm. Oh, those both after. And actually, or- sorry, sorry, no, sorry. This one was not an injury. This was end of season. This was season ended rested. Got it built too fast got injured and my fitness went way down yeah right and actually here if this went a little bit further this was an injury here as well okay so i got injured like probably just a few days before this and then my fitness went way down and i actually it was my it band at that point and so i could still bike and swim so i was actually able to maintain some level of fitness Mm -hmm. but i basically didn't run from like there and i built up to basically the end of the season with basically no running Mm. but then yeah then took some time off tried to get things to heal and then honestly like this was a big mistake this ramp rate was too high and you can actually see like my form right before I get injured is like minus 33, minus 52. Mm. Right. Cause I was like, just desperate. I'm like, I'm finally feeling good. The season's about to start. This is March. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I end up injuring my knee and this is what happens when you get injured and then you have to build again and you can actually see this. I get smarter built slow. Yep and you you know use the use the metrics properly and then got injured again here but this was the bike a bike crash and so it wasn't an overtraining thing i was actually starting to come into some decent form right around here and um but anyways i think like that's a good thing to kind of look back retrospectively and there is a way john i just don't know off the top of my head how to like plot like an injury like with a line Hmm. but i can just see it and i can like you remember those bigger injuries yep you know, oh yeah quite quite easily yep okay so uh some of the other things i use in the dashboard um time and power zones on the bike so this is just a kind of a check for me to make sure that i'm not overtraining, not training too much in the wrong zones um obviously i don't spend a lot of time in like zone six and zone five but i do spend some time uh in them mostly because i've been doing uh swift racing and that pushes me into those uncomfortable zones. Um, I'm actually probably like most people not training for anything in particular right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to have fun. And right now, uh, Zwift racing is where I'm getting my, mm-hmm. most of my fun. That's great. Um, and then this, these three charts, this is TSS per week. So now this is TSS per week for all workout types last 90 days. And this is actually more important than the duration uh, and time. This is literally like how much score you're getting 
on, on a weekly basis and then how intense it has been. So red is TSS, blue is the intensity factor, right? So when I'm here, for example, my intensity factor this week was 0.84. There was a couple Zwift races in there. And I think we may had a tri-club uh, duathlon, I think was that week or something like that. So I was pushing pretty hard, but I was trying to be smart. So at that time, my TSS was low. So I was working hard, but not as much, not building as much volume. So you can do, you can kind of play around with those things a little, a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, this week we're in right now. I'm mostly doing base work. And so I'm 0.72 intensity factor. And right now I, I'm building a pretty good TSS for, for the week. And once again, this is not complete for this week yet. Then I break these down by, uh, by bike and by run as well. And so like, for example, for me, as, as I'm building the next few days, like I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, well, what am I, what am I doing this week? Yeah. Well, my, my bike is above average already for the week, right? For my last 90 days, but my run, I haven't ran much this week, but I have a, I'm going to do a 15 K run tomorrow. I'm going to do that Ironman VR and I'm going to do back to back the two ten the 10 and the 10 and the five back to back. So I know that I'm going to in, by the end of tomorrow, my TSS for running will be above my average for the week okay. for that week. But it's nice for me to see as I come in, especially coming into a weekend where I have more time, where you know, most of us have more time, where you're at. And it's like, okay, you know, what? I don't necessarily need a huge long uh, bike ride, but I do need a long run or maybe multiple runs. Mm -hmm. And then I have one of those for swimming. But once again, it's not, not so good right now. Okay. I have not used that graph, but now I'm putting it on my dashboard. It's a nice, it's a nice graph. It's, like I said, especially going into a weekend uh -huh. to, to kind of see like, what do, what, what do I need to kind of fill the bucket? Yeah. Right? Okay. I always look at the weekend as a chance to kind of fill the bucket for the week. And you do seven days is what you do? The, uh, well, it's per week. Yep. And so it's, it's last 90 days. I shall show you when okay. I, um, when you build it, it looks like this, right? Yep. So it's bike last 90 days by week and then okay. show average. Got it. And actually, I guess that's good to show everybody. Like you can build these for anything. Yeah. So what you do is you add it, you would add it again yeah. and change the sport to run. Exactly. Okay. And, and to swim. And then uh, for my all workout types, I have all workout types because every now and then I do something, you know, different and but very rarely. All right, so I'm looking at mine. Mine is going, mine is degrading, and my percent body fat is going up. So <laughs> I probably need to do something <laughs> about that. <laughs> All, right. All right, good. Okay. These are great. Uh, yeah. so, so the next one, uh, this is just for fun, like kind of completed duration. I kind of keep a little bit of an eye on this. Obviously, I'm not happy. We've talked about already with the swimming being so, so little. Um, uh, but this is just kind of something to keep in the back of my mind to have balance. Like I like to have about a 50% bike, 25% run, 25% swim. That's for me personally, when I feel like I'm doing well. Um, but that's, you know, that's an individual, uh, individual thing. The next one I look at though, I really like this one and that's the time and heart rate zones for biking and running. I don't pay attention to heart rate swimming. 
I just can't seem to ever get good metrics. I got to get that thing that goes on your head. Yeah. The form goggles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The polar heart rate. It actually works pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to invest in that. Um, but for me, cause I do a more of a polarized, uh, a polarized model. You can see so much of my time is in zone one, mm -hmm. like 75% of my time is in zone one. And for me, it's really hard for me to get into zone five and six and seven. Like, and, but I'm not really concerned about those zones to be honest with you, because I'm trying to do long distance triathlon Yeah, and long distance triathlon is about aerobic uh, aerobic base. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, this is a graph that I kind of like to see. I would honestly like to see for me four and five, a little higher, two and three, a little, maybe three, a little less. Um, but once again, the Zwift racing, a lot of it is actually its own three. Yeah. I know that's where it's being, it's coming from. Well, and my, my problem is I don't always put my heart rate monitor on and then my wrist heart rate monitor just goes yeah. crazy. And yeah. And, and, and with that, there are uh, there are ways you can actually um, override it. Mm, okay. Not in training peaks, but there's some other things that you can actually. Uh, there's tools where you can actually basically override it and build in your heart rate. So okay. if you know, for example, John, that you went running for, uh, let's say you did 10k at like a nine minute pace, mm -hmm. and you know your heart rate was around 135, 140, let's say hypothetically, you could actually. Uh, uh, augment it okay it takes a little work to do and obviously like the, the, the best part about all this stuff is it happens automatically right like yeah, you, right you plug your watch in or you you upload the data and it automatically uh, automatically happens yeah I'm, I'm looking at mine and i'm seeing about seven percent of my time in in zone seven yeah and that's <laughs> that's not possible yeah. that, that's like supra threshold yeah yeah, like hold for hold for thirty seconds, yeah. and your seven is never going to be high, right? Your six and seven are never going to be high. No. Um, you know, for me, I've been is it twenty seven minutes? Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what this is off. I would just look kind of like percentage wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then once again, these are my t these are my performance manager charts for bike, run, and swim. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few others that I, I don't really pay attention to much to calories anymore. I used to. And then um, I'm monitoring now my HRV and my pulse every day. And I've just started doing that in the last month. And which tool are you using to do? I'm using Whoop. Okay. Yeah, and I've used Whoop for three or four years, but I've never integrated it. I didn't realize you could integrate it in the training peaks, but now I know you can integrate it. I'm starting to. It's nice when everything happens automatically. Exactly. I was, you, I, you used to be able to just put it in like manually. Um, and I used to do like the body fat uh, every week or every day in the, or every week, sorry. And then weight every, but I don't, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you can, this is a nice one. It's uh, fitness history, uh, peak pace by distance for running. Okay. So basically you can kind of look at your, your peak pace, and once again, it happens automatically. So this is just by month or by, uh, by week. Um, unless you're doing racing a lot, it doesn't really mean a whole, a whole lot, to be honest with you. Okay. Right. So yeah, otherwise, it's just your training pace. So you exactly. really want to know your, your peak pace during a race. And it will automatically pick that up. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if you're racing a lot, it's a decent, it's a decent thing. And then you can put in race reports. Uh, I've got old race reports in here. but. Um, 
anyways, you can put, you can, you can actually build your own race reports like after the race. Okay. So yeah. let's go into the calendar. So this is what a lot of people see because um, their coach uploads things into their calendar and we can go back. So let's go back just one week and look at last week and this week. So this is last week and this, this is last week for me. So you can see where I ran, cycled, 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 ran, swam, cycled, ran, ran, cycled, cycled. <laughs> um, the problem is, is like, for example, like when you do like for me, when I Zwift, the warm up different files yeah. and just overpopulates things, but you can see that the TSS scores get built. So what do, let's actually look at, um, let's just, we'll, we'll pick out one. So I'll pick out my fun race I did on Wednesday night. So when you click on each individual one of these things, then listen, these are populated automatically. So if I click on, oh, sorry, just click on it. This is the data in behind the, the file. So, and then John, I think we started out this whole thing saying there's so much information here. Mm -hmm. Right. So now this gets down into like uh, micro information. Actually, sorry, this is more medium sized. It gets even more micro than this. So this was a race I did on Wednesday night. And I like to use the race data because I think it's, it's, you know, I'm trying hard. Yep. Right. Um, so in this, oops, sorry. And while you're bringing that back up, I mean, it's important to give a context here. You're fourth in the world in your age group. Uh, third now, third, 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 in, third in USA cycling. Sorry. USA, that is awesome. But for the B group, there's yep. an A group, which are like the pro guys. Okay. So. That, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So if, yeah, there's a, the cycling league that the USA cycling started for USA cycling members. And we're, it's, it's a 10 week, um, race series. And we're actually, we just finished week five. Okay. So. Um, you can once again, look at this stuff and look at the, where these things get built, right? So this was the amount of time, distance, miles per hour, calories, elevation gain. But here's the thing, here's the TSS and this gets built automatically, right? So this was 48 minutes at an intensity factor of 0.99. Pretty so high. I was, well, and, and here's the thing is, there was a lot of time in the race where I was well above my threshold. Mm -hmm. So there was on this, you know, you can actually see my maximum power was 564 Watts. Yep. And there was four climbs where I was over 400 Watts for two minutes. Wow. And then the finish, I tried to get to 600 Watts. I didn't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite strong enough. There's guys in the race, honestly, that are getting a thousand Watts at the finish. Oh, wow. I just, I'm not that, I'm not that guy. That's but, a Wingate test. That's 30 seconds. That, that's crazy. That, yeah. That's really high. So that's why the intensity factor is, is pretty high. Yeah. And if you think about it, like I did just over three quarters of an hour and I built a TSS of 78. I can go up for a two hour easy bike ride and get a 78 as well. Mm -hmm. And that's important to understand is that if you don't put it, I'll have a little bit of context, understand the intensity factor and how that, how that factors in. Um, it is, it is somewhat important, but in other ways, it's, it's not as important as you think, because like the next day I felt fine. Mm -hmm. I only built up 78. 
I probably felt very similar to if I would have ridden two hours, you know, at a decent, you know, a decent training pace. All right. And that's, that's the beauty of the, of the, of the TSS system. Okay. So there's a question on Facebook uh, from Laura related to TSS then. Uh, are there specific ranges of TSS based on age, sex, and sport that one should work towards? So what you know, okay. No. Or should you just try to slowly improve TSS? Well, TSS, yeah, yes, you should slowly try and improve TSS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can, it, it literally is how much stress your body can take. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we were just to take somebody off of the street that is, you know, in decent shape, but not a cyclist runner or whatever, and we start them out, if we gave them a TSS of, if they went a TSS of 78, you know, let's say we, let's make it even easy. Let's say they jog nice and easy for, well, could they jog nice and easy for an hour? Mm-hmm. Most people can't. Yeah. Right. So a nice, easy jog for an hour for them actually could be, let's say they could just barely finish that. That would be a TSS of a hundred for that athlete. Because their threshold would be yes. low in that case. Or, or. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the tricky thing with TSS to understand is, is it's, for, it's individual for every single person. But then as you get fitter, your threshold goes up. So Iliad Kipchoge, running his sub two, he's running near threshold. Who, who is that? Sorry, I, I got cut out for a second. Kipchoge. Kipchoge. Yeah. He's, he's running at threshold for two hours, just under two, or probably just a little bit over. Well, he actually has to be under threshold. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. it's two hours. Right, yes, okay, good. So he's probably 0.95 intensity factor, mm-hmm. right? So for two hours, his TSS for that effort was still under 200. Okay. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if, let's say, we were to take somebody out on their, let's go with their bike now, and they're not a, a good biker, right? They haven't really biking much. And we bike them for two hours, on, let's say on their beach cruiser, for two hours. And by the end, they got nothing. Like they were all in. Mm-hmm. their TSS would have been 200. Yeah. So it's really individualized in, in moments in time. So mm-hmm. as you're getting fitter, you should not be necessarily um, targeting new TSS. No, it's the CTS. Yeah. It's the fitness you're trying to build. Right. And that's exactly. building over time. That's accumulating TSS over seven days, 14, 42 days. Yeah. That's exactly it. And that's the hard thing for people. I'm glad Laura asked that because it's a hard thing for people to wrap their mind around. Oh. Right? Um, because once again, like a TSS of 78, um, I could go for a two hour walk or three hour walk with some, you know, and get a TSS of 78. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's very much contextual to me. Yeah. And, uh, and that's important. Uh, that is really important to understand. So the one last thing I'm going to show you before we go is it now I talked about this kind of and here's the micro is when you press analyze, this is the, this is the nuts and bolts behind all of the data. And once again, you can, you can get so much out of this if you know what you're looking for. So 
and once again, you can add more and more charts to this as well. Actually, it's, it's, it's up here. How many charts you can like, there's so many charts you can. Okay. Wait, you're in the analyze tab. Yeah. Okay. So I don't use this a lot because I, I can get caught up in this. Like if I just click on this charts table, like look at all these charts you can choose from. Uh, I don't and have this is, And this is for one day, like one, one workout. Okay. I don't have my map in there. I need the map. Yeah. I like to have the map in there Yeah, because as you, because then I like to use this one. So, so now I can actually see where on the map I am and mm -hmm. it's happening. There's other things that I don't necessarily use very often. So like, for example, RPM, I don't really, this was a race. I don't care about my RPM so I can delete. Actually, I don't want to delete it. Sorry. I can hide it. Mm -hmm. So hide the RPM. Um, I, for this, you can actually see this. This was that race I talked about. We had four climbs. Mm -hmm. So you can actually see the climbs and I can see my, I honestly don't care about how fast I was going either. So I can hide that one. So now we can start to see power and heart rate and how it was related to where the climbs were. Mm -hmm. So like this was the last climb of the, of the race. So let's say it started, well, it really started here. So now you can actually zoom in on the last climb, which is, this is super. Oh, I like that. So now we zoom on that. So now we can actually look at the climb, watch my power, 230, 495, 500. And now we're starting to see, this is the cool thing, because this is the fatiguing that happens, right? So the climb is still going, but I can't hold the wattage anymore. Hmm. My heart rate is going higher, but my wattage is going down. Like, and I, I can gain information from that, mm -hmm. right? If I know, if I truly know what I'm, uh, what I'm looking for. And this is where obviously having a coach or a physiologist work with you, you can, you can help uh, develop that. Now for me personally, um, right now all I have is whiff racing. So maybe I should try and increase my power, but I also have a long game. I'm playing the long game to, to have a good half Ironman in the fall. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter to me like that I'm fatiguing from 560 Watts to 500 Watts. It doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. but this, but this is the level you could get, you can get into mm -hmm. if you, if you really do get into, uh, to looking at this. The other thing I like is when, especially on races is looking at like heart rate by zone. Yeah. So this is an, obviously an individual file. So I'm at VO two max in this race for 11% of the time. Wow. Or actually, yeah, yeah. So 169 to 177, and my max now I just found out is 180. Mm -hmm. But you can also see, like, you know, I'm threshold for 40, and still temp for 46 percent. I'm working hard the entire time. Yeah. And then the same thing we can bust out with power. You know, there's a lot of high, high work being done for me in huh. in, 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 a, in a race. Right. Now, if I was to look at it and we'll look at one more file and then I'm going to be done. Um, sorry. There's so many buttons here. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I've done the uh, selection and then I'll look at my, I've got the stats on the right hand side of my graph. Yeah. Gives me normalized power for that section uh, and so forth. So that, that is really useful, but I haven't actually zoomed in like you did. So that's neat. So now this is my ride for today. Okay. 
So it's four, four hour ride outdoors. Yeah. Now this gets pretty messy, right? And there's some, there's some, some drop-offs here when I stopped and took a drink. Mm-hmm. Stopped, at a, stopped and had a little bite to eat. But once again, you can do something similar to that. I mean, there's too much data here to really pay attention to. Yeah. But, but for me, like today, I was trying to maintain a relatively low heart rate. So, so now I can just go into here and hide everything else. So hide others. So there's my heart rate for the day. Okay. Right? And I can see actually, you know, it was actually relatively stable almost the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, within, within there, there was actually, there's a way to see the range. Oh, here's the range over here. So like my max heart rate was 144. I was getting near home, dehydrated, and I had a big climb that I did not plan no. on. But other than that, I'm like right in the 130. And then I can look at the zones and I want it to be a zone one, two ride. Yep. And, you know, 21% zone one, 67% zone two, and like 12% zone, uh, zone three. And it wasn't very much over like the 134, 135 range. And then the same with my power. I wanted it one and two mostly. Um, obviously, there's some time when uh, you get a little bit higher, but my heart rate was still relatively low. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, for me. There's way more you can look at, but those are the main things that I that, that I look at after uh, after a ride. This is I like looking at these too, especially when I wear my heart rate monitor. Then I can go back and make sure I'm in the zone that I was I was targeting. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically in a nutshell, like how how I use it. Um, I'm I'm sure that there's some, some you know, there's lots of different ways to use it, and there's lots of different metrics that you can look at. Um, there's even more depth. There's another software that Training Peak Zone is called WKO, mm-hmm. and it can get even deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, but I I think that's oftentimes we can get bogged down by too much information. So the kind of takeaways for, for people is I think is the number one thing is understanding what fitness is, the CTL, the A, the ATL and the, um, the form mm-hmm. and uh, the ramp rates yeah. and making sure you're not ramping too fast. You know, the theory is, is that you should be able to keep getting your fitness stronger or higher and higher and higher forever. You can't. No. Um, but ramping appropriately and, you know, we didn't even get into like planning for a race. Well, maybe when racing starts, we'll, we'll do another talk about like how you use the ramp rates uh, to, to plan in for a race. Um, and then how you can use them even to help your taper. Mm-hmm. So you're, you, you actually are fresh for race day. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when racing starts, hopefully we can do that. I think the taper, that, that would be great. I think we could do that, both the, the workout and, and then, uh, or the planned planning for a, a race and then uh, including the taper or go yeah. back to your, to your home screen, because I think, yeah. I think you're right. This is really, you know, minimally, this is how I use training peaks. It's really to monitor how I'm building over time. And, and that's it, right? these three numbers are really telling the snapshot. So even if I'm just on my phone, I'll just pick up my phone. I did a workout and I'll check and see where I'm at. Yeah. And just my mind, I'm saying, am I building or am I just trying to maintain? Obviously, at this time, you know, we're just trying to maintain or, you know, slightly build because maybe we'll have some races coming up. But my next race, if it's, you know, if St. George happens, that's still, what, 18 weeks away. Yeah. So I, I'm not 
I'm not looking to build strong at this point. I'm trying to have just a really good base. And so I'm just making sure that those numbers, those three numbers are, are following, following what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. If I see one going in the wrong direction. I'm going to stop and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? Exactly. And I think like this, not like to me, like now, like this is the most important number mm -hmm. in the morning. Cause once again, this is from this morning. This doesn't count what I did today. These count what I did today no. in the morning. I was a minus 16, which is perfectly fine for me to go out and go hard. Yep. But if I wake up and let's say I'm not paying attention and this is a minus 36, yep. I got to be like, whoa, I really need to think about, because mm -hmm. I'm more guilty of overtraining than anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, or let's say, you know, I'm unmotivated for a long period of time. Something's wrong. Yep. And mm -hmm. I, I'm seeing this and it's like 20. I'm losing fitness, mm -hmm. right? And then I'm seeing this precipitous drop in my fitness level. And it's actually one of the things that's really interesting that I do when I, when I, when I unfortunately do get injured is I don't look at training peaks. Yeah, right. It gets, it gets depressing when you start to see that's this right. number drop every day. Um, I try and use it only when I'm healthy and when I'm, when I'm building. Mm -hmm. So I don't build too fast. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good message. And, and I tried to avoid getting wrapped into the number specifically, yeah. but I try to use it as a gauge of how I'm feeling. Exactly. And, and trying to avoid the pressure. But I think for me, the way to avoid the pressure is to look at it frequently and to build that historical record of what those numbers are. But I agree with you when you're just, you know, there's times where you don't need to look at it off season when you're trying to take a break. Yeah. When you are injured, there's no sense in watching it degrade because exactly. that's exactly what it's going to do. We go on vacation. Well, it's going to go down. All right. Well, that's okay. You got to yeah, lose exactly. a little bit of fitness to gain some fitness. So, and like for me right now, like I've kind of in, in, in my mind and I've even talked, you know, I, I always like to tell my wife what I'm doing, but I've told her like for now until I have a half Ironman or a, an actual triathlon I'm trying to go for, I want to try to keep my fitness between hundred and 110. Mm -hmm. Just keep mm -hmm. it. Just yep. keep it there. There'll be weeks that I'm going to take it easy and they'll drop down to a hundred yep. and then we come in a build and I'm just going to try and keep that base. Yep. And then once I actually have something, let's say is, you know, I know is like eminent, like 10 weeks away, mm -hmm. then it says, okay, like I know I'm going to race well at 125 to 135. Yep. Let's build to, to that number over that period of time where there's a ramp rate and it's built in. Mm -hmm. I know I can do it safely that's i mean that's the beauty of these numbers mm -hmm. is you can you can actually hold yourself to it like like we said right now is maybe like a, a building time for people uh or um a holding time yeah like how do you hold if you don't know where you are that's right well oh let's see i don't know if i'm on uh why don't you go ahead and uh stop sharing your screen because okay. i'll show you my my other uh my other training log, I still do the analog version. Oh yeah. And uh, so I still keep yep. all my notes from years past. Um, unfortunately, I lost one of these books on a phone. Oh, no. So I lost like seven years worth of data, but uh, I have my analog books from all the way back. They're nothing as what training peaks has. And uh, I am enjoying uh, the electronic version of, uh, of keeping track of things. So uh, this, this is great to go through this with you. The other thing I will tell you and tell everybody is 
you can collect Training Peaks data for free. Mm-hmm. There's a free version. You just can't get all the graphs. Okay. So, for example, like my Training Peaks ran out sometime when I was injured. I didn't re-up it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't care right now. So I waited, and then I just, I just, you know, re-upped it. I think it's with the USAT. They have a discount code for twenty percent off if you're a member. And there's lots of like there's 20% off codes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was like $80 for the year. Okay. I think. Um, but on, in, in, you know, obviously like we're getting milked to death on all these little subscriptions to everything. Um, but for me, it's, it's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, sure. it is, you know, and if you use it, mm-hmm. yeah. If you use it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you're trying to, to build a plan and then maybe replicate it the next time or to tweak it uh, because maybe, you know, without that and without even writing something down, I think the risk that people run is that they're going to make big changes in their program and they're going to have big problems. Yeah. uh, It it really is a matter of tweaking things as you go along, build that base over a long period of time. Yeah, exactly. Ted, this is great. Perfect. So now we'll have to do it again, but we'll have to dive into some of the details of the workouts Yep. Uh, and doing some plans. And I know Training Peaks even has different training programs to get into. And yeah, you can, you can buy a pre-made Training Peaks yep. plans for, there's thousands of them out there. And we have, we have nothing to do with Training Peaks. So nope. uh, this is just a, a, an interest of ours. So, yep. hey, this is great. I'm going to uh, thank everyone who is on... Uh, on the live stream and uh, we've also got this recorded. So I'm going to post this on YouTube and I'll be able to watch it later as well. So thanks, Ted. You're welcome. Thank you.